Hello everyone, good morning and happy Wednesday. Welcome to episode 9 of Anything with Amrita. How are we doing today? How are we doing this cloudy March morning? First of all, let me just say I'm shocked it's March already because we're already one year into quarantine. Well, almost a year into quarantine, which is kind of crazy because it's a whole fucking year, 365 days. It's come around and we're still here. And second of all, it's March, which means we are officially three months into 2021, which is a quarter of the year. And yes, I know last week's episode was also in March, but I didn't really take in that we're already in March. So that is uh, my realization and that's how I'm feeling today. Other than that, welcome to the second part of my first ever two-part series optimize to maximize a series all about optimizing your studying and working during covid or honestly just any time because any of these strategies could be applied to even when things go back to normal last week i discussed the importance of your environment and your surroundings on your productivity and how to optimize that now today's episode is going to be about optimizing your technique and actually optimizing how you work and what to do when you work so once again you are not wasting time and you are working smart and not hard so i hope you guys are ready grab some coffee or headphones whatever it is oh by the way i should quickly mention this starbucks has a brand new drink guys it's called the brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso and it'll fucking change your life i'm just gonna leave it as that because i feel like if i explain it more i just like might not do justice to it and you need to try it so i would highly recommend for you to go pick up one of those and get ready because here is episode nine optimize to maximize part two A wise man by the name of Paul J. Meyer, who is considered the pioneer of the self-improvement industry, in case you didn't know, once said, productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. And honestly, guys, those last three things, commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort, sums up this entire episode. As you guys know, I am currently studying for post-grad exams, which on average takes about three months for this particular one. And changing up my work technique changed everything for me. Like I said before, I used to spend around eight hours getting something done, which only takes me four to five hours now, and it really boils down to my technique. I have implemented almost all of these strategies and used them in some way, shape, or form, and they really improve how focused I am when I work, how much I get done when I work, 
and the quality of my work, which above all is everything. I have noticed that I tend to procrastinate a lot less now and I feel more focused when I'm doing work and it's easier for me to do my work. And it's simply because I have parameters set up for whenever I'm going to fail. And by fail, I don't literally mean fail, I mean fail as in stop working productively. So here are 10 strategies I use almost on a day-to-day basis, every single one at some point, and they have really allowed me to optimize my time and make sure I can finish faster so I can go watch Netflix and relax because I don't want to be sitting all the time. So these are my top 10 and unlike the last video, there's going to be no real order to these. They're just going to be all over the place to be honest and I would say to listen and pick a few that really resonate with you and a few that you can really see yourself applying and making these changes and change them because I promise even the stupidest one, the most insignificant one can have the most profound effect. So apply it, see how it goes, and let me know. Starting with number one, make a smart to-do list. Now I know we've probably heard this a hundred million times because I have, everyone always says, make a smart to-do list because it'll optimize your life, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no to-do lists, if they're used incorrectly, they do not optimize anything. They optimize shit because they just make you feel overwhelmed, okay? The number one mistake people make when making to-do lists is... Well, it's not a mistake. I feel like it's just human nature. You just like brain dump everything onto this list and you look at it and you get so overwhelmed and that's the reason nothing ever gets done. So to combat that, I've started to make smart to-do lists, which basically means every single night before I go to bed, I send myself an email. I know, super 21st century of me, but I gotta own it. I send myself an email of everything that needs to be done the next day. But here is the kicker. I make sure I highlight my top three must-dos, aka the things I need to get done for the day. And what that does is it gives my brain a sense of direction for how I want the following day to go, as well as it makes me feel not that overwhelmed because even though I have this ginormous list of things of what I need to do, I know I will feel happy and accomplished with my day as long as those three are done. And bonus points if you actually write your to-do list because the simple act of crossing something off releases a neurotransmitter in your brain called dopamine, which makes you feel good and actually gives you momentum in your day. So if you are looking for a way to not only be productive, but also happy, make a smart to-do list and cross something off. Number two, the two-minute rule. Now, this is something I learned on a TED Talk years ago, and it's fairly simple and self-explanatory. And the idea is, if something is going to take you less than two minutes to do, just do it so it's done. And that's as simple as it is. For me, it's making my bed in the morning, whether it's right when I wake up or as soon as I come back from taking a shower, I always make sure... I make my bed because as soon as it's done, I feel better and it's not something I have to worry about for the rest of the day. So if it takes two minutes, just do it. Number three, set deadlines. And this is easily one of the ones that transformed 
my eight hour work day into a four to five hour work day because it can be explained with a psychology phenomenon. Parkinson's law basically states that work expands to fill the period of time available for its completion. So to simplify, if you leave an hour to do something and that task only takes five minutes, you will probably end up doing it in your last 10 minutes of that hour you set, which I don't know about you guys, but for me, and maybe it's just the procrastinator in me, whenever I have deadlines for things, I always get them done, especially the times we're living in right now where things are kind of more in the air and there's not solid deadlines for a lot of people. This, if done properly, is going to make sure that you are not spending all day doing these mundane tasks and instead hopefully it'll make you complete your work faster number four batch your tasks now what does this mean let me give you a real life example when you fold laundry or when i guess most normal people fold laundry you fold your entire batch of laundry and you put it away and you move on with your day right so why do we not hold that same philosophy for other tasks like For example, I see people answering emails all day long, which I get it because some emails come in and they're urgent and they have to be responded to right away or within a period of time. So why don't we batch things like emails? Now, you might be wondering, how am I supposed to batch emails if I'm supposed to respond to them all day? And the idea is the same. Set a time, maybe every hour, where all you do is respond to emails and set a deadline for how long you're going to take to respond to these emails and do that then. Honestly, guys, we don't realize it, but in the grand scheme of things, when you're in the flow state of working and every five minutes you go to do something else, those five minutes keep adding up and they keep taking you out of that flow state of study and it just hinders your progress for the rest of the day. Number five, use the Pomodoro Technique. So for those of you who don't know what the Pomodoro Technique is, it's a technique that helps you focus. And the way it does that is it has intervals for you to break and intervals for you to work really hard and just focus at the task at hand. Typically, the intervals are you work really hard for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break and you do that four times and then you take a longer 30 to 45 minute break. And what this does is it teaches your brain to focus. For me personally, I find 25 minutes is not enough. And when I get into flow, 25 minutes seems too little. So I like to do longer ones where I study for 45 minutes straight and take a 15 minute break. And I do that two times and then I take a longer one hour break and I'll start the process again. So if you guys find yourself getting distracted really easily or not being able to focus for a long period of time, this is it. Number six, have a distraction list. Now, this works extremely well with the Pomodoro Technique, and here's why. I don't know if you guys have ever been in this position, but I feel like whenever I'm super into flow and studying, I'll remember some random ass thing I have to do. And because I remember this random ass thing, I get distracted and that's all I can keep thinking about in my mind. And until I do it, I can't focus on the task at hand. And here's where the distraction list comes in. The idea of the distraction list is when you are studying or doing your Pomodoro or working, whatever you're doing, you have a piece of paper beside you 
and whatever thought comes to your head that has nothing to do with what you're doing right now, you just write it down so that when it's your break time, you can deal with it then and not waste time dealing with it now and take away from your studying. Because as we know, our brain does not like to do hard things and getting occupied with a task as simple as remember to pick up my laundry is enough for your brain to be like, okay, peace, we're not doing this anymore. Number seven, and almost the most rhetorical, take breaks. Now, I know everyone tells you it's so important to take breaks, and it really is. If you are studying or working and you're starting to feel fidgety or restless or sleepy, your body is trying to tell you that it's time for you to take a break. It does not mean hone in harder. It means get up, walk around, drink water, do something else, and take a break because Taking a break and taking a step back can actually do more for you than cramming through. Number eight, accountability. What do I mean by this? I mean use an accountability partner. Very recently, me and a lot of my friends and a couple of YouTubers I've seen as well use accountability via Zoom to help them study. And what that does is exactly what it's saying it holds you accountable for what you're doing and it prevents you from getting distracted now if you're camera shy and maybe you don't want people looking at you when you're studying a great app i have downloaded on my laptop is called self-control it has some weird skull looking icon to it but what it does is it blocks websites so you can type in all the websites you want and it'll block it and during that time you can restart your laptop you can turn off your laptop your laptop can die anything can happen it will not let you access it as soon as you've started it so if you have a really hard time going on instagram or checking facebook or watching youtube videos this is the app for you number nine keep your phone away from you. I know I've said this like eight different times and I have a whole episode about this if you want to go check it out. It's episode three, wake up to sunlight, not fucking blue light. I talk about going on your phone in the morning and the impacts of it. Just know that when you have your phone right beside you, you are allowing your brain to control you with that phone, okay? Your brain it doesn't like to do hard tasks. It hates being uncomfortable and it hates doing hard tasks. And when the phone is right there, every time you get distracted, all your brain is going to think is, oh my god, the phone's right there. I can quickly go on there. Oh, you know, scrolling on Instagram, it it won't be bad. I'm only going to scroll for one thing. Or, you know, like checking that one Snapchat is not going to hurt. It will hurt, okay? Do not have your phone near you. If it's possible, keep your phone in another room or even in a drawer because any type of resistance to getting it is enough to make your brain go, eh, I don't want it anymore. So keep it out of sight. And finally, number 10, figure out what times you work best at and use that to your advantage. Every single person is different. And so every single person has certain times that their body functions the best at. For me personally, it's either really late in the night or really early in the morning when I first wake up. Those are my two most productive times and therefore, those are the times I schedule 
all of my heavy study around because I know I'm focused then and for me to get into flow is super quick and for me to focus and get my work done is super quick. I've also noticed that after lunch or after breakfast, anytime I have like a really big meal, I always get an afternoon slump and I try to make sure I do not schedule work during that time because I know I'm not going to focus and a task that might take me an hour to complete is going to take me two hours. So figure that out for yourself and use that to your advantage. Because remember people, we are trying to work smarter and not harder. Alright guys, that's the very end of Optimize to Maximize Part 2. I am so glad to have had you here with me today on this cloudy March Wednesday. And I'm so happy you're here listening to the very end of this episode. I really hope you took something away from this and hopefully your productivity can improve and you can spend more time watching Netflix than working. Remember to tune in again next Wednesday at 8 a.m. for another episode. And always, you know, hit that subscribe or follow because you will be the very first to know. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at the Amrita Kumar because I have started posting daily affirmations and I honestly think everyone could do with a little bit more positivity. And once again, you know the drill. If you are interested in being part of this podcast or like someone else on here, please send me an email at anythingwithamrita at gmail.com or fill out the anonymous form in my Instagram bio because I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Until then, stay blessed, optimize to maximize. I know it's the title, but it's the best way to say it. And I'll talk to you on Wednesday.